Coming up, we got studs, we got weenies, and a couple players you should trade for in Dynasty right now. All that and more on this episode of the podcast. This is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. It's Josh. It's Ben. Week six has come and gone. Almost. I say this every single time. Every single time we record on a Monday night, I forget that there's a Monday night game that has yet to come. And so I always we'll be happening about it. shortly. Almost come uh, and gone. I the am meat of it. on pins and needles because in the granddaddy of the mall, I need Justin Herbert to go absolutely nuclear. So I, in our league, that is probably number two to that one. I am up by six points. My opponent has Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb to go. I've hmm. got Justin Herbert. So you and I both are hoping for a nuclear Herbert night. If he goes for 40, you will find two very excited Ecstatic. fellas. Now, this is assuming that C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard don't also combine for, like, 50. Then I will be very sad. That would be unfortunate. But it seems less likely. How'd how'd the rest of your week go? Not good. (laughs) Not good at all. I'm actually, I mean, I'm not going to say it. In real life, it actually went fine. I I went... Oh, yeah. I wasn't talking about real life. I was talking about this fake game that we play yeah, where this, we this score fake points based on how real millionaires do in their jobs. Uh, surprisingly, I won more games or more leagues than I thought. Like, it, it things were going bad. I won over half my leagues, surprisingly. But Good. the main ones... I mean, one, I'm getting... Re- I'm rebuilding, so... No surprise there. Another another of my favorite leagues won that one, but it was like an ugly one. I won it by like 10 points. We were two of the lowest scores in the league. Uh, and, our, of course, our granddaddy of them all league got my doors absolutely blown off by the Miami Dolphins because <laughs> my opponent started Tua, Raheem Mostert, and Tyreek Hill. Oh. And, you know, I'm Ooh. nursing a bevy of injuries in that league. I'm running out of two tight end set. Because my bench is that banged up. Like, I have like, all right, I guess I'm throwing Kelsey and Sam Laporta out there. Great. Let's go. Man, I mean, we talked about last week how our IRs could, we could field a great team with just injured oh, guys. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. just got worse this week. I've got Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery. And so, it's how does it just, feel? It's the worst. I've already got four guys on IR. I'm about to have. Maybe two more. If I have two more dudes on IR, I mean, the, I have prepared for this, right? The team is, it is deep, but there's only so many punches that you can take before it's like, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore, guys. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's only so many NFL players out there. Look, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't feel your pain because I do. I want to say this is how bad it is for me. There is a world next week. Now, granted, this is a dynasty league. This is the team that's, you know, it's been dominant for like three, four years in a row now. Team is very, very good, suffering from a bevy of injuries. 
I've got Travis Kelsey traded for him a couple years ago. I've had TJ Hawkinson for a long time. He's been on the team. Got Sam Laporta late in the rookie draft. So I've got a very, very solid tight end group. But it's got so many injuries. I'm There's a po- strong possibility I will be starting Kelsey, Hawkinson, and Sam Laporta. I will be starting oh three gosh. tight ends because I have <laughs> no one else to go in the lineup. <laughs> Uh, if it makes you feel better in one of our other leagues, also very much a competing team, I started Keontae Ingram. <laughs> Keontae Ingram, Ben. Oh, it's where we it's are. It's not as bad as three tight ends. I'm sorry. It's that is, not. That, it's no, that not is as rough. bad as three tight ends. <laughs> that is rough. I will give you that. That's tough. Uh, we've got studs, weenies, and a couple dynasty trade targets on the episode. Really quickly, before we get into the episode, though, if you enjoy the show, leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening, if you happen to be listening on audio. If you're on YouTube, watching us live right now, subscribe so you'll get a notification every time we go live. Okay, there's a lot of news. It's all injuries. (laughs) There's there's no good news in this segment. It is only injuries. So let's hop right into it. Justin Fields dislocated his thumb Sunday. No idea the timetable on that. Not playing this week, that's for sure. He's not going to be able to grip the ball. Nope. Uh, I have seen some suggest he could go on IR. I've seen some people say he will miss one week and be fine. Who knows? Um, Justin Fields was my backup quarterback. Great. In the main dynasty league. <laughs> great. There goes another. Ooh, David Montgomery. Another one bites the dust. Expected to miss time with a rib injury. I, I don't really know the ex- more than like one game, maybe. I I don't know. I mean, I've seen people ex- saying he will miss like three weeks. I don't know. I also don't know the extent of the injury. I don't know if it's like a rib cartilage thing, like what Justin Herbert had last year, or if he actually fractured a rib. I don't know. Haven't seen anything yet on that. I would assume the MRI information will probably come out like tomorrow. So we're recording this Monday. I'm expecting we'll get more information on that Tuesday. We'll see. Please, uh, way, Jameer Gibbs, play. There we go. I, I think Jameer Gibbs, I think Please. he's going to be the guy. You might have oh, one week. I need him. I need him desperately. Uh, Jimmy G hurt his back. Glad no Jimmy idea. G came back for like a series. Yeah, he came back and he was like, actually, uh, psych. And then he went Surprise. to the hospital. Yep. I don't know what the back injury is, but apparently, I think I, I saw a quote from Josh McDaniels that said it wasn't as serious as he thought it might have been. I don't know what he thought it was, but um, injured back. Don't know what it means. Hopefully, you're not starting him anyway, because he's been terrible for fantasy football, <laughs> to be totally honest. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he actually left the Jaguars game late with a knee injury. Also, no explanation on that one. I, th- people, y'all need to let us know what these injuries are sooner. I want to be able to know on these Monday night recordings if we're if we're yeah, looking at a uh, yeah. I want to know if we're looking at a serious injury or like oh, I just bumped my knee on the turf. You're affecting I, our. I have no idea our abilities. Exactly. I want to. I want to have my lineup set for next week right I, now. I've seen they. They play on Thursday night, so it's a short week. I've seen a report he hopefully is going to be ready to go, but they're they're kind of playing it cautious for now. So, yeah, I don't know. Brutal. 
Yeah, I don't know. No news on that front. Um, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel both left the 49ers game on Sunday with injuries. CMC has an oblique. He was getting an MRI about an hour ago, so I still don't have anything on that one. Uh, Debo Samuel, not really sure what it is there either. I said he's day-to-day, so. Okay, well, at least we got a timetable on that one. I have absolutely no clue how severe I should expect an oblique injury to be. I'm sure I'm going to get my world crushed tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Going on IR. Ugh! I can't, Ben, I can't handle Christian McCaffrey going on IR. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I will have nobody left. I'll be starting, I mean, Javante Williams, he's the last guy there. If if Javante is not able to go, it's in a fantasy land, which is where we are. My last available healthy running backs will be Brees Hall, Javante Williams. If, let's say, something happens to one of those dudes in practice this week, I'm diving into the waivers in a dynasty league for a start at running back. You're putting Cam Akers in. Oh, my gosh. Cam Akers hitting the lineup, boys. He might. He's we the last there. guy. He's a body. He is a warm body that will be in the lineup. I just – you're just praying for a go- no goose egg. Like, okay, three points. Sure, I'll take it. Brutal. Brutal. That's, that's where we will be. Um, Ryan Tannehill was carted off. He had an ankle injury. Um, we'll live a season. Yeah, it's probably a high ankle sprain, I would imagine, based on the way they were treating it. Um, I I would guess at this point, if you're a Titans fan, you're hoping they fire up Will Levis. Cause you want to see him at least at this point. Yeah, that's, that's where it is. You want to know, is this guy terrible? Basically, worst case scenario for the Titans is they go like 6-11 and 11 or 7-10 and 10 and have no clue how good the rookie is. That yeah. would be awful. You got to know, is he terrible or is he something? I would imagine you might find that out as soon as next week. Devon Achan, he's only expected to miss the uh, minimum four games from his injury, so he will be coming back as soon as he's done with IR. To me, that means like he might he might have been okay with three games missed, and they just threw him on IR to, to get the roster spot. I'm I'm wondering if this was an abundance of caution that they were playing, like they're killing people, so it they're like, you "Don't eh, need just, him right now." Yeah, exactly. You've got Raheem Mostert and every other bargain bin running back in the NFL on that roster. Mike McDaniel would fill out an NFL roster with running backs. That dude loves a running back committee like nobody else I've ever seen. Oh yeah. So they're fine. <laughs> they're like, you know what? Go go chill on IR, ice up for four weeks, come back Take you in a month. Yeah, we don't need you. We're fine. We're hanging up 42 points on everybody. Justin Jefferson, he is expected to miss. I saw four to six weeks. You put in here expected to miss six weeks. Is it closer to the ceiling than the floor on that four to six? I think it's closer to the six weeks, people are saying, than the floor. Gross. Gross. So I need need him back, too. That's not what we want to see. That is not what we want to see. And honestly, I don't know how much you want to talk about the Vikings offense on Sunday. They played the Bears and they scored 19 points. And I know they're missing Justin Jefferson. But my goodness, Sunday was 
the Vikings screaming out into the void, we need Justin Jefferson. That's what Sunday was. I mean, I I thought they would still be better than that. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson is a top three tight end. He You've got a, a rook. What? He didn't do anything. He got a bunch of targets, and it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about him from a fantasy standpoint because I mean, he's get he gets peppered with targets. I'm like, any tight end that you can tell me he's going to get eight or more targets a game, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, and then you've got rookie Jordan Addison, who I think is really good. Mm-hmm. He only had five targets, um, still had a touchdown. He's got like four touchdowns on the season, which is pretty impressive. But I mean, you still got Madison. Um, they added Cam Akers. KJ Osborne is there. With that, I mean, I I know I get it. Justin Jefferson is elite. You cannot replace a Justin Jefferson by any means. Mm-hmm. Of, by any means. But you still have weapons, and I expect better than 19 points against the Eagles. Or not the Eagles, sorry, the Bears. Right. Yeah. I mm, I think that's like two weeks in a row where they they scored 21, I think it was, against the Panthers, and then 19 against the Bears. It's not ideal. But it's not ideal. They won maybe – you just really got to hope they win – 50% of these next six games so they have a reason to bring Jefferson back. Really what they need to do is they just need to play bad offense going forward because they have won the games which they've looked bad in and they've lost the games which they look good in. So if they just play bad from here on out, they'll win. If they play good, they'll lose. So just go out, Reverse mail psychology. It exactly. That's all they need to do. Yeah. No pressure. Uh, last bit here, Anthony Richardson is quote unquote considering season ending shoulder surgery on that third degree AC joint sprain or tear or, or whatever it is. Oh, wonderful. <sighs> Anthony Richardson has shown us flashes of about six and a half quarters of football. Those flashes burned so bright and they burned themselves out. Because he cannot stay on the field. And it's brutal because, honestly, he looks electric. They hit on that pick. As long as he can just not be injured, they hit on that pick. He looks great. And he was so good for fantasy. But I I don't know. Is it bad luck or is it just that he's doing something wrong? I don't know because this this is kind of ridiculous. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I don't... I don't really have an explanation. He got... I think it's been like shoulder every time, so. Well, it was head, it was concussion, it was shoulder, it was knee against the Jaguars. Um, I think it was those, those three. There might have been one more. Concussion, shoulder, knee. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. He's got to, I mean, he's got to learn to protect himself some. I mean, every rookie quarterback has that problem. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Shall we talk about the studs from week Let's six? Let's get to some happy news. Unless you All played right. against these guys. I I did in a couple places, but you know what? It's fine. Raheem Mostert, 34 fantasy points against the Carolina Panthers. Wrecked me. Uh, somebody should have said this was going to happen. Oh, wait, I did. We're not surprised by this. <laughs> Nobody is surprised that Raheem Mostert is the RB2 in fantasy football right now, right? Yeah. He's been so dominant. It's just the system. Mike McDaniel 
Mike McDaniel's a genius. He is. I don't think there's any two ways about it. 31-year-old Raheem Mostert, best running back in football. Honestly, as long as you're fast, you're going to be electric in the system. You just need to be quick. Unless you're doing Which Chase Claypool. Yeah. Tyree Kill said he looked like a vending machine. Is that what it was? Is that what he said? Yeah, he said he looked like a vending machine out there on the practice field. Tyreek's crazy. <laughs> Tyreek says all kinds of things. <laughs> Tyreek, just stop. Just stop. Just stop talking. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, 30 and a half points versus Tampa Bay. targets. That will do it. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Sam Laporta got 11 targets, right? Yeah. That's so crazy. Sam Laporta had double-digit targets. Amon Ross St. Brown had 15. Jamison Williams, Williams still scored a touchdown. Man. Jamison uh, opens things up for these two guys. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. And... Their offense is just really fun to watch. I'll be honest with you. It's not the flashiest. Miami can take that cake. But, man, they I feel like the Lions can win in just about any game environment, which is really fun to watch. Yeah. I feel I, like if somebody came out and just punched Miami in the teeth, which we saw uh, the Bills do, if somebody comes out and just punches them in the mouth, I don't know how they would handle that. But Detroit, they can win a grinder. They can win the high-scoring games. It doesn't matter. They can do about anything. Troy's not scared of anybody right now. They're biting kneecaps, man. Now, they need to just add a little bit of flash with Jameer Gibbs. I would be (laughs) extremely happy. Adam Thielen. Old man Thielen. 28 and a half points versus Miami. He is the wide receiver six in fantasy football right now. That's insane. That is crazy. Well, he's getting 15 targets a game. From Bryce Young. Yeah, you're peppering this man. Yeah, I saw a stat today in the old Twitter scroll where he has 40 receptions and 450 yards, I think, over his last four games. There are four instances of that in NFL history, and Adam Thielen accounts for three of the four instances. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the oh. other one's got to be Cooper Cup. I don't I don't know. I they didn't say. They just left it with Adam Thielen some, is some three of dangerous the white boys. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if Cooper Cup's the other one, but that that was wild. He's been really good for a really long time, and the offense is not amazing in Carolina, but it's competent, and he's it's, getting all the targets. It's not amazing, and it's competent, and when there's no target competition right now, Adam Thielen has Bryce Young's trust. He's just his safety blanket. He's the crafty veteran. Bryce knows where he's going to be at all times, so he's going to he's going to keep doing it. He's that, a top 15 he play from, from here on. Yep. Unless they trade for somebody at the deadline, uh, all Adam Thielen owners at this point should just hope that they don't trade for anyone, that they just keep riding it out with old man Thielen. Yeah. Let's see here. Travis Etienne, once again, coming through for you, 23.3 fantasy points. He's the RB3 in fantasy. Yeah. We've we've been saying it. I mean, he sometimes hasn't been all, been the most efficient, but when you're getting 90% of the touches... It does not matter. And it's it's not like a, a Najee Harris hadn't been efficient either. Like, he's been fine. So, 90% of the touches and you're way better than Najee. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's been really, really good. 
Kyron Williams, 21.8 fantasy points. Dude looks like the real deal. I will say we we missed this on the news section, but he does have an ankle injury, and they said he's not going to play next week. Okay, and also Ronnie Rivers, I saw, had a injured PCL. So it is going to be a Zach Evans RB start no, for the Rams. No, what it's going to be is just Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua <laughs> are each going to have 20 targets next week. They probably Cup's going to have like 25, and Puka's going to have 19 to 20. Zach Evans will be an RB decoy for the Rams. He'll end up with five carries. We have a running back because you're required to have one on the roster. That's all you are exactly. right now, sir. That he is he's just there. He's a warm body in a uniform. Yes. Uh yeah. Brees Hall, once again, 20.8 fantasy points coming through. That touchdown at the end was he, so clutch. Is he top five the rest of the season? Yes. I think so too. Because he has shown, like, Dalvin Cook has disappeared from the rotation the past few weeks. Brees, Brees was having a good week, even without the touchdown, uh, because, like, he had a terrible game on the ground. I think he only had 40 yards. But he also had five catches for 50 yards. And then you just add the touchdown in, and it's icing on the cake. He's the kind of guy that can give you 12, 13 points in a bad week yeah. without scoring. And if he scores, we've already seen it two weeks in a row where – if he rips off a long run, which he is very wont to do, it, it can be a big week. So, yeah, Brees Hall is, I think, locked in, especially with where the running backs are now. Like yeah, He's officially back. Yeah, there are only three running backs in – let's see, I'm trying to think here. Like, Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy, you lock him in. Travis Etienne, we knew he was good, you lock him in. But, like, the guys that we thought were good have not been as good or they've been injured – the guys who have been good, Raheem Mostert, uh, Kyron Williams, like these are not dudes that we Feels thought were wrong be great. to put him over Hall. Like, and I, I know Raheem has been amazing, but I mean it's Raheem Mostert. Like, <laughs> I might still put Raheem Mostert over him because of the offense, at least until Achan's back. But yeah, that's, but I yeah. think that's fair. Brees Hall's locked in. Derrick Henry in a nice game script, nineteen point eight points. King Henry. We'll talk about his backup a little bit later when we're talking about some dynasty trade targets. But I will say, in the right game script, Derrick Henry can be really good. The problem is, with the Titans, you don't know before the game which one's going to be the right game script. He's still getting out-snapped by Taji Spears. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, I don't, I don't think they really care. They just... I think he ripped off a 60-yard run, too. So, that will help. Yeah. 60-yarder, he had a touchdown. Typical Derrick Henry game. Terry Kill, keeping up right where he left off. 28 points, 6 for 165, I think it was, and a touchdown. He is... Typical Tyreek Hill game. Typical, yeah. He's one on of, pace one to of break the Miami Calvin Dolphins Johnson's who record. kicked my teeth in. Oh, he just murdered you. Absolutely murdered yeah. you. He's got 800 yards in six games right now. Does he have 800? He's got 800. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if he averages 104 yards a game for the remaining 11, he will break Calvin Johnson's single-season record. And you know he's going to have one 200-yard game in that bunch. It's going to happen. Yeah, I think at this point, it is a 60-plus percent chance he gets 2,000 yards. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Wild. 
Uh, Cooper Cup, 27.8 points. He's very, amazing. Very typical Cooper Cup game. Except it wasn't, because at one point the man had like two catches for 80 yards. It's like, this is not the typical Cooper Cup game, but I'm very happy about it. And he ended up with, what did he end up with then? Like 150? Is that is that where he yeah, ended up? Yeah, he had seven. He went seven catches, nine targets, 148 and a touchdown. Oh, my gosh. He is, he's so good. Need We don't need to say anymore. He's great. He's un- unreal, exactly what you were hoping for. Yeah. Drake London, 21 and a half points. He had himself again. <laughs> don't expect this to happen again. <laughs> you're telling me you're not excited for your boy. I'm excited for my boy, but let's go let's go look at the at the passing totals here. Desmond Ritter had his first ever 300 yard game, and he threw 47 passes. And he had three That's picks. not going to happen again. No, no, it will not. Atlanta wants Arthur Smith watched him throw 47 passes and he was like, I I don't want that to ever happen again. Pretty sure you could actively see him vomiting on the sideline every time they threw the ball more than one time. You could. (laughs) Every time the camera cut to Arthur Smith, he was smacking himself in the head with his play sheet. Because because he doesn't have any passing plays on there. (laughs) It's 90% run. He's got four passing plays. He's like, which one do I pick? <laughs> yeah, Ritter. They want to give the ball to Bijan, 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 Algier, Algier, Bijan. <laughs> that's it. In an ideal world, that's what they would do. Yeah. No, the 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 Falcons pass catchers actually had good weeks. Both Kyle Pitts and Drake London came through for you. And just as like the third wheel in there, Johnny Smith also was pretty good. But it'll bring up Johnny Smith. <laughs> I think he had his first touchdown in like two and a half years or something. Yeah, because Arthur Smith loves backup tight ends, apparently. Loves them so much. Uh, Last guy we'll talk about here, A.J. Brown, coming through once again. 120 yards again without a touchdown. He's just, he's inevitable. Jalen Hurts was bad Sunday. And A.J. Brown? Yeah, we gave, we have Josh Allen a lot of crap for throwing three picks and a loss against the Jets. Jalen Hurts did the exact same thing. Exact same thing. Yeah. To a T. Those were the studs, but now we have to... uh, Now we get to the fun part. Yeah. Now, (laughs) this is the fun part. This is the part we have all been waiting for, the weenies. The gentleman who you put in your lineup... And you just beat your head against a brick wall because of it. <laughs> Let's start out with the quarterbacks. All three of these quarterbacks was kind of battle of the mids. Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, and Russell Wilson. You all knew they were mid-level quarterbacks at best going into fantasy. But you still expect more than 10 points from Geno, 9 from Kirk, and 7 from Russell Wilson. That is that is just abysmal. And I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Kirk. Okay. I'm not going to give him a pass, but sure, you <laughs> lost Jefferson. Jefferson. Nobody can recover from losing Justin Jefferson. But you played the Bears. It's not <laughs> like you lost Justin Jefferson and went up against the 49ers, which you do do next week. Yikes. You went up against the Bears and put up 19 points, only nine fantasy points. This does not bode well for next week 
when you are going to be swallowed whole by an angry 49ers team that's coming off a loss. Kirk Cousins, we may be going to his funeral next week. <laughs> Gino, I mean, we know Cincinnati's a good team, but Joe yeah. Burrow didn't even have that good a game. You still no, lost to him. Cincy's defense played really well. And what was weird is Gino had like 350 yards passing. Through two just picks. had through two picks and had no touchdowns. That that will do it to you. And then I, I'm not even going to go into Russ. He's just Ru- Russ horrible. is cooked. It's a that was horrible. Damian Pierce. It's been a while since we've even mentioned his name. He's just been that bad this year. Yeah, like three points, thirty yards. That's it. Mm. That's terrible. Come on now, DeAndre mm. Hopkins. One catch we, for twenty okay. yards. Let's let's give DeAndre Hopkins a pass. Ryan Tannehill died and was replaced by Malik Willis who we all know fault. is incapable of throwing a fault. ball in the NFL. This is the weenies. We play fantasy football. I don't care about your situation. I'll put you in my lineup because I want points, and three points isn't enough. I'm proposing a swap. A, a swap? Tannehill slash Willis. I don't put injured players on the weenies. Place. It doesn't count. Otherwise, we'll, we'll like David Montgomery's on here. Watching Malik Willis play quarterback is... It makes me want to pour hot sauce into my eyeballs. All right, we'll go DeAndre Hopkins slash Malik Willis here. There we go. Put him in as an addendum. An addendum. That's fine. Okay. A, a mid-weenie addendum. There we go. <laughs> All right. He's back on the list again. He finally had a good week. Uh, Calvin Ridley, six points. Wonderful. Had eight targets. <laughs> should should but- we have an intervention about Calvin Ridley, is, do we need to do we need to have a discussion about what we're doing with Calvin Ridley? Because he's no, he's he's kind of yo-yoing a little bit. Like we've seen, he can be really good, but we can also see where he can be really awful, and there's not a whole lot of in between. Yeah, I'm he's, not. He's just volatile at this point. He's he's got a good target share too. Like even in these bad games, he's getting eight, nine targets. Like the only game where he got less than that was against Atlanta, where he had like two targets, had the touchdown to save the day. But like every other game, he's getting eight targets. They're just not turning into anything. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird situation to where he's disappointing, but I, it's still too early to hit the panic button because like he's not, uninvolved in the offense he's just not getting points not translating yeah i think if we had there this stat probably exists somewhere but you know a lot of times we look at fantasy points over expectation i want to know what calvin ridley's fantasy points under expectation are because i feel like there's been so much left on the table off the top with touchdowns but it just feels like there's so many plays where it's right there but it just doesn't happen for whatever reason yeah i would i would love to get in contact with uh fantasy guides over on instagram because they have they have a really good page they put out a thing every week of just like missing points of where like so and so didn't get their feet down for a touchdown or so and so dropped a pass here like calvin ridley has so many missing points from like just not getting his feet down or missing a touchdown something like that it's it's honestly been wild Anyway, moving on. Devontae Adams, not a name you expect to hear here. Man, is the pinnacle of consistency and excellence. You don't want him on the weenies. Something's wrong. Two catches on five targets, 4.9 points. Something is wrong. 
I sense a disturbance in the force. <laughs> yeah, it, he's been injured, but he he's has not field. performed. He's on the field, so I expect points. I, I know it, yeah. He's, he's just not coming through. I'm going to sound like a hater. I don't hate him. Really don't, but Puka Nakua's on here. And it's Puka Nakua's fault. Dropped a touchdown. You only got six points. Yeah. I know I know Cooper Cup was doing well, but you could have had 15, my man. He really could have. The targets were still there. It just didn't happen this week. It's unacceptable. And finally, there's a tight end on this list. Not named Kyle Pitts. That is <laughs> something we need to draw attention to. This is Kyle Pitts scored. He did. Pausing for dramatic effect here. Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown in the National Football League. Something we can only have only been able to say three times heading into yesterday. George Kittle, however, <laughs> had as many catches as Kyle Pitts had touchdowns yesterday. Yeah. One catch for one yeah, yard. One more catch and one more yard than you and I And did you lost today. McCaffrey and Debo. So your third best weapon decides he doesn't need to play. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, dude. That was just weird. These were I, weenie performance. These are your were, you, these are your wieners. <laughs> these were the weekly wieners. All right. To close things out here, we've got three dynasty trade targets for you. We figured we'd go through here and look at guys that maybe aren't valued super high right now, but we could see the value increasing over the next let's say, year. We got one guy that I think is pretty obvious and a couple that aren't. So Ben just leaves off. Hop us into it. Give us the first Dynasty trade target. If you listen to the show, this will be no surprise whatsoever. It is no surprise. And I will be the first to admit, this season is not going well. And I don't... I'm, I I see him as a buy low for the rest of the season as well. But specifically in Dynasty, because I think a situation has the potential to get way better in the offseason, it's T. Higgins. Things, he, he's had one good game, week two against Baltimore, got hurt against Cleveland, got hurt against Arizona. He's been banged up. I mean, he came back last week. He only had two catches, 20 yards. Jamar Chase is completely dominating targets in, in uh, Cincinnati. I mean, he's just, you know he's better than than what he's putting out there. So I think you can you can get a, a frustrated T. Higgins owner because I myself ha- am a frustrated T. Higgins owner this year, and on competing teams where I have him, like I'm, I'm potentially trying to move him even for older receivers, or something yeah. else older that can help me win, because he's not helping you win right now. Which, like I said, for rebuilding teams or even even some competing teams, like you've got some some bench stashes. You've got a chance to go get a potentially league-winning player for really cheap with a frustrated owner. And on top of that, I don't see a world where he signs with uh, Cincinnati. No, and that's and that's what I said. Where his situation can get better in the offseason. is, and not that Cincinnati's bad. I mean, Joe Burrow is a great quarterback, but he can go yeah. be a one somewhere. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go with Tajay Spears, running back now. for the Titans. Whoa. Wow. 
currently even splits with Derrick Henry for snaps in that running back backfield, which is really impressive. It's just an even 50-50 split right now. And on top of that, Tajay Spears looks... I know Derrick Henry ripped off a huge run on Sunday, but if you if you look at the season in totality, Tajay Spears looks like the significantly more explosive option of the two. He is number three in the NFL on breakaway run rate. Breakaway run rate. Say that one five times fast. And he's number six in yards per touch. He's he's looked really good on the work he's been given. He kind of reminds me of Tony Pollard a little bit, where it's Ezekiel Elliott is the somewhat inefficient at times kind of thunder to the Ty J Spears lightning, the guy who comes in, and it just looks electric with every touch. Um, that's the kind of player, especially with Derrick Henry being like 28, 29 years old, the cliff, if it's not going to hit this season, it's coming very soon, and Spears is young. I I think he's the kind of guy you could build that offense around. So Spears feels like a guy that as soon as next season could have a huge uptick, maybe even this season, have a huge uptick in, in fantasy work. Yeah, I I completely agree. I'm, yeah, the fact, I mean, he's just out-snapping Derrick Henry right now, which is, is mind-boggling to me. It is wild. Um Last guy here, Marvin Mims. Who? He is the <laughs> most underutilized player in the NFL right now, receiver for the Broncos. Let me paint a picture for you. They're about to fire sale that team. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton sound like they are on their way out of there. And Marvin Mims is currently number one in the NFL in yards per route run. He's got a 4.3 yards per route run. Because he's played like 12 snaps and has 250 yards. That is wild. Um, he has only played 29% of snaps, but he's number two on the Broncos in receiving yards. They just don't play him for whatever reason, but he's flashed when he's on the field. He's just, for whatever reason, not on the field. I think that changes, though, because I think they're going to trade somebody or multiple somebodies, and, uh, and Mims could get an increased workload. Yeah, they've got to they've got to tear that team down to the to the bare bones. <sighs> they've got pieces they can move, but they need picks. They need picks really bad. That that albatross of Russ's contract is killing him right now. That doesn't even hit till next year. That's the worst part. Gosh, <laughs> they that are about to be so underwater bad. with that thing. They need to they need to get off that. And it's it's unfortunate because Russ really hasn't been all that bad. Um, it's the yeah. the match between him and. Him and Sean Payton. Sean Payton wants him to be Drew Brees, and he's not. He never has been. They're two different styles, and, and Sean Payton can't handle it. Yeah, they they are they're struggle busting. Um, anything else you want to add in this one before we get out of here? Uh nothing major. I mean, I've got the Chargers game going over here to the side. Justin Herbert just threw a touchdown to Keenan Allen. Love to see it. We're starting out well. We'll see how it how it ends. I just need a good, a cool 30 points. 30 or 40, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take 30 or 40 from my quarterback. I don't know. I mean, that's all right. <laughs> just a cool 30, 40. That, yeah. I, you know, that's all I need. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let's go watch this game. We will see you all later this week when we're previewing week seven and all the fantasy goodness that it will give us. We'll see you later this week.
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.